Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. You better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of the UK. It rhymes. I'm a poet and didn't know it. I'm sitting here with Pastor Danny, the director for the UK office back for Back to Jerusalem, and we have some exciting things to talk about. There's a specific project that we really want to get to, uh, but thank you so much for joining us for this podcast, Pastor Danny. Great to be here. Great to be back with you, uh, Brother Eugene. And uh, yeah, these are exciting times. So I'm looking forward to this podcast. Yeah. So one of the things that people might not know is that um, the the office here in the UK is supporting something that we're, we're, we're not really talking about so much on the US office. They can find out more about it if they go to the UK office or they can specifically call you or contact you here at the UK office in, in uh, Britain. But for those that may not be familiar, like, oh, shoot, you guys got a UK office for Back to Jerusalem? What should people know about? Where is it located? Um, what makes the what makes you guys different from the, the Hong Kong office or the China office or the US office or the Canadian office? What 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 makes the UK office different? Well, besides our accent, um, <laughs> it is um, it's it's new. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm delighted to see these offices. Um, developed across the world. I really am because um, I think as with us as well, it's all built out of relationship, not a far distant office in a, in a foreign land, but actually, you know, it's global, but yet it's personal. And so that's something that we want to create here in the UK and, and, and Western Europe as well. So for the UK office, we're able to serve those who want to find out more about, about Jerusalem, or have been impacted by reading The Heavenly Man by Brother Young, or have a heart for China or global missions, we can stay connected with them. But not just connected from a distance, we're just a phone call away. If people want to donate, there's the gift aid, there's all these things that we are familiar with. Um, I'm familiar with the nation. So, you know, if there's churches or pastors, you know, that, that I, there's a good chance that I may know some of them. Um, and so connecting, building relationship, making it personal for those to take ownership of this, um, of Back to Jerusalem and the vision of Back to Jerusalem is, I think, is a massive impact. I think it's a, a real benefit and a blessing. And so as far as a British perspective, it's not a, a far distant office in the U.S. or, or in Asia but there's something on their doorstep, and, yeah, and, and that this, feels relationship. Yeah, and and there's, I mean, there's a history, right? I mean, you guys, there's a, his, a very, very strong history focused not just on missions mm -hmm. from the UK, mm -hmm. but missions specifically in China, just yeah. around the corner from where you live, mm -hmm. is is yeah, the Hudson hometown Taylor. of Hudson Taylor. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. you have, you know, kind of that legacy, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. um, lingering around your area, mm -hmm. and I think that there's a lot of people that still have a vision for China. Mm -hmm. They still have a heart for China, mm -hmm. and and I think that what we're doing today with Back to Jerusalem 
it could could not have happened in the wildest, wildest dreams of Hudson Taylor. The very nation that he went to to reach for Christ is now a nation that is reaching others for Christ. Amen. Isn't that precious? And that was the philosophy of Hudson Taylor, who was in a minority. Because back in in, in those days, and I know many people will be aware of this, but um, instead of the colonialism and that type of thing going on in China, for Hudson Taylor... He wanted the Chinese to do the work. Now, he would pioneer, orchestrate, and help with the foundation, develop, bring some teaching and training. But the actual missions, the work, the, the leadership must be by the Chinese in China. The, he was outnumbered. There was a lot of people from the West, not, not just the UK, but who felt, no, we, we know best. <laughs> um, you know, we'll, we'll do it this way, which is a very Western way. And that received a lot of resistance. But the philosophy and vision of Hudson Taylor really was that type of spirit is the spirit of back to Jerusalem. So the church in the West and the UK is no longer just we're the pioneers. We're the ones leading the way. And, and I thank God for those, you know, from Robert Morrison and others who have, you know, wrote the translated the Bible into Chinese. And, you know, these other British missionaries praise God for them. What's an honor for us and the church of today is that we get to stand and be part of the world's greatest revival. We can join with our brothers and sisters in China and support them and help them and, 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 and just stand with them, pray for them. And then we get to enjoy a huge, huge um, harvest of, of, you know, this reaping taking place in China. But it's from the Chinese. The Chinese are the ones doing it. But what an honor for us in the West to stand with this. And, and then we see them not just in China. They've got a heart to serve in many, many nations, you know, and in particularly between Israel and China. So to stand with these precious men and women is a real honor for us here in the UK. Yeah. And I'm, you guys right now are not just, you know, praying for China and partnering with the Chinese as they're going through this revival you guys are taking a very practical step in joining the mission effort in Iraq. Uh, can you share a little bit about what your vision is for Iraq and how you would encourage people here in Britain to join hands and be a part of that effort? This is um, very exciting, very precious, uh, and very special because, again, this has come out of a relationship. Coming, going over recently and spending a little bit of time in Iraq in particular, meeting uh, a, a, a humble, uh, soft pastor who oversees, um, you know, a lot of uh, um, ministry and, and people and, you know, dealing with and coping with people that have come out of a war zone. Um, the church still exists in, in Iraq. The church still exists and is growing. And so I came back. Uh, impacted by you know the, these precious people that I met, and I just felt you know and 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 along with um, yourself and others with back to Jerusalem, it was important that we as a, a UK office that we can um, uh, really re partner with a project that we can be not just responsible for but impact that we can make a difference. And um, and so we have what's known as Back to Nineveh. Back to Nineveh, and this is what I like about Back to, to Nineveh. It's a project and, and serving in Iraq, but it's not just humanitarian. 
So humanitarian is huge and, and there's a place for it and it's included in Back to Nineveh. But it isn't just about that. You know, so we can clothe a child, feed some people, but they could get cold again. They will get hungry again. I, 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 what's important to me is that we, we support the church that does exist. Even on the borders of ISIS, we can make a difference. And so there's about seven or eight um, areas of, of um, projects that, um, that do, some do include um, humanitarian, but there's others in providing teaching, resource, um, equipping the church, giving these pastors that are left there uh, resource and help and support in establishing the church. There's a mobile clinic where it, I, Pastor Ashti has shared that um, it's is very effective. It's, it's reaching many children, but it's introducing people to Jesus. So the, this is a, a, a precious tool to have, this mobile clinic. There's a safe house. You know, there's other places that the church is making a difference. Well, we want to establish and, and support that. They can't do that on their own. But we in the West, we're capable of doing that. So back to Nineveh, then, is a project in Iraq supported by the office here in the UK. And it is one that is both humanitarian as well as spiritual. Yes. There's a really strong spiritual nature for this project. There is. There's a real spiritual nature and mandate with this project. So uh, I think there's many humanitarian aid projects that are probably much better than what we can do and I can do. Um, but when it's impacting and partnering with the church, when we're able to provide resource, Bibles, equip them with the tools and training so they can carry out the mandate of, of witnessing and reaching more and more people for Christ. There's many Muslims coming to Christ in Iraq. There's many, with Kurds and, and, and Yazidi people. There's the many are being reached, but the laborers are few for many reasons. And ISIS does have a, a part to play in that. However, as the church still exists, Right, we want to get in there. We want to support and partner. And so there is a key spiritual emphasis in partnering with Back to Nineveh. And Back to Nineveh, of course, referring to ancient, the ancient city of Nineveh yeah. that we read about right where that Jonah went to. Um, that is modern-day Mosul. And out of the disaster, the fighting, the war that's been taking place there, there have been Muslims come to Christ. And these Muslims that come to Christ, um, they are not comfortable because they fear for their safety to be able to attend Christian churches. Christian churches, by the way, which have been destroyed. So even if they wanted to, they would have a very difficult time finding those churches. But what they have done now is started up these small, secret, underground fellowships, fellowships made up only of Muslims. And so what you are doing now, back to Nineveh Project uh, here in the UK, is partnering together with them, providing a facility for eight different fellowships for these Muslims to meet, and Yazidi. So we have a Yazidi group, and then we have several Muslims. And you're also helping with Bibles. Now, supplying them with, with churches... Bibles and a mobile clinic, like you were talking about, a mobile clinic that goes to Muslim areas, yeah. helping those that are sick yeah. immediately, as well as preaching the gospel. So eight churches, basically, you're kind of taking the ownership of or the partnership of, and then also this mobile clinic. Um, what is a budget that you are looking at for 2017? What we want to do, we want to try and reach um, what will impact. And, and, and um, if people can support and pray, even by what we have is like a, a, a £10 a month. If we can have enough people 
with support in just £10. That's about £12, $13, uh, something like that, and €11, Euros, but uh, around £10 a month. If we have a certain number, so we're talking a couple of hundred at least, but the more we have, the more we can obviously reach, but a minimum. If we can get enough people in the UK and Western Europe uh, to support, which is £10 a month, hopefully, I mean, that is, you know, a Starbucks coffee and a paper, you know, that type yeah. of thing. But that is where this goes to. This will support these pastors and help them and enable them uh, to, to carry out this mandate, as you mentioned, with the mobile clinic, the, these, um, these uh, churches you know, for Muslims, uh, Yazidis and, and, and Kurds. Um, it's incredible, but this is 21st pound, Yeah, and ten, 10 pounds a month is not, not a lot, uh, but if, if somebody committed for that 10 pounds a month, uh, how many people are you looking at that you would need to be able to make a monthly commitment in order to uh, sustain and help this effort in the Muslim communities of Iraq? It sounds small in number, but it's amazing. We need a minimum of 200 people. That's a minimum because of... The projects that, that I've received, that, that we've identified, if we can have, that's a minimum. But if we have 300, we better reach more because yeah. there's more churches, there's more people coming to Christ. So there's more little networks breaking out that, um, you know, and we don't want them to go into false teaching. We want them to have the word of God. We want the children to have the Sunday school material. You know, we want to reach more and, and support with more mobile clinics more safe houses, there's more and more people getting out of Mosul because obviously the advancement. So there's, it's all kicking off. And, and it's my design, I know it's your desire, Brother Eugene, that the church is there waiting, that the church is one of the first, it's right, ready to receive these young women and, 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 and these young men you know, in, in our arms, but then being equipped yeah. to support, raise them up. And these were then out of you know, Ephesians 4.11. You know, we, the, we can see these becoming the next evangelist prophets, uh, apostles, teachers, pastors. And so this is the mandate. It's, it's, you know, here in 2017, uh, I want to encourage you, if people, um, you know, are able to support and give, be part of this club, £10 a month that goes to back to Nineveh. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is just a, maybe a couple of days ago, I get most of my education from YouTube. Um, that's why I sound so intelligent. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm, I, so I'm watching YouTube and I see this guy and he's giving a demonstration to a crowd about the impact of receiving refugees into Europe and America. And so he's got these big glass balls of, of gumballs. So, you know, I, I, I'm attracted to learning about problems by watching gumballs. I mean, that, I mean, that, that communicates yes, to me. Yes, you do. So I see he's got this big table full of gumballs and, and he's, it represents the, the, the areas of the world that we are targeting. The most impoverished, the most poor. So he's got India, he's got Iraq, he's got Saudi Arabia, all represented in these big, uh, glass containers of gumballs. And then he has a little wine glass that represents Europe and America. And he's like, if we take out the number of people, let's say that each gumball represents a million. And he takes it and he puts it in a glass. And he's like, we're helping a million people, which is very strenuous for our country's social systems. But look at the other gumballs that are left. What about these gumballs? Are we helping 
Because actually what ends up happening is those that are the most intelligent, the brightest, the smartest, the, those individuals that have the most means are the ones that actually make it to America and Europe. Now, I've been working in Iraq for a couple of years. I've been working in Syria. I've been working in Turkey. I see that the people that actually make it through are the ones that have the cleanest resumes for the most part. I mean, there are a lot of people that, that are able to doctor those resumes. But my point is, is that the women, the children, the poor, the, the, the those at the very bottom, those that are the most neglected, even in their own societies, they never make it onto those refugee lists. So when you are helping, and in some ways, by because I think that there's a strong desire, a righteous desire, one that I uh, tend to agree with, this big desire, let's bring them over to us so that we can help them. But at the end of the day, we can't help everybody by bringing everybody over to England or America. So if we really want to make a difference as a church, not as a nation, I'm not talking about politics here, but as a church, as a Christian body, we have to go to where they are. We have to go to their homes. We have to go to the pain and the hurt and the danger zones. And that's what you're doing with Back to Nineveh. You are going and helping those that don't make it out into England, those that don't make it out into Canada and, and, and Europe. And, and even more so than that, this is the beautiful part. These are Muslims who are coming to Christ. And my question would be, where are they most needed? In a Christian nation? Is, it, is, is a Muslim who becomes Christian most needed in a Christian nation? Or would they have more of an impact in a Muslim nation, a Muslim that becomes Christian, ministering to Muslims—that's what you're supporting. That's Amen. what back to Jerusalem or back to Nineveh, which is a project yes, of back to Jerusalem. Absolutely. That's what back to Nineveh is about. So it's this—it's this kind of underground current project that is supporting Muslim churches and Yazidi churches, helping them get established. They're in a very infancy stage right now, so you're plugging in at the very beginning stage that they can grow and possibly become evangelical and and start to do outreach themselves yeah that's right and so um with this knowledge now those who are listening if if any of those people if they're impacted by that anywhere across the world but you know from the uk office we want to impact um then i want to encourage you to if you want to tap into this it's simple you you just either you email and there's one email address I want to give to you. That's admin UK, A-D-M-I-N-U-K at backtojerusalem.com. We can then send you details. We can let you know what's going on. Or directly just through the uh, back, uh, backtojerusalem.com uh, website and, um, uh, you know, go through the, 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 the pages there. And it's all donate. And, and, you know, it's very simple there. But you want to find out more, we can send you information. Uh, and, uh, and not just that, when those who do um, support, we will give them updates. We will let them know where it's going, what's going to happen, you know, and there's opportunities to go and all this type of stuff in the future. So this is great. This is not just, you know, support and, you know, where's it go? Never don't hear anything. Relationship is very important. And so it's very important to follow up and keep every person keeping an ownership of this and the kept informed on What's happening out there? What is God doing out there? And for them to know, I'm playing a part. I've got a part in this. I think that's really important. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pastor Danny. So if you are wanting to join this Back to Jerusalem UK effort of supporting uh, Muslim churches 
and Yazidi churches. That's through the Back to Jerusalem office. You can contact Pastor Danny about Project Nineveh, specifically talk about Project Nineveh. You can become a part of his uh, club, the, the, this donorship program uh, that would donate 10 pounds a month. At 10 pounds a month, they need to raise at least 2,000 pounds a month so that they can be able to impact the areas in northern Iraq where they're serving right now. So again, you can contact Pastor Danny. You can go to backtojerusalem.co.uk. You can also send him an email at adminuk at backtojerusalem.com. Or is there a phone number to the office here that they can call? Yeah. So the number, the UK office for Back to Jerusalem is 01709-820-896. Okay, thank you so much, Pastor Danny, for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the UK. God bless you. <laughs>